bother me there. And so we thank the Lord for that, saving her last week. Uh, but this week I'm going to preach to the church. And if the Lord help me, and I want you to look with me in Matthew chapter number 22. And I want to look in verse number 37. Matthew chapter number 22 and verse number 37 this morning. If you're there, say amen. The Bible said, And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. What about that? I'm going to stop right there and ask you a question. Do you love Him with all your heart? I believe that's a sobering thought. Does God have all of your love from the heart? And he goes on to say, And with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, this is the first and great commandment. What about that? This is the first step that God says we got to take if we're going to be the kind of Christian that God wants us to be. And so I want to preach on this thought this morning. Are you really committed? Are you really committed to God? Let's pray. Father, we love you. Lord, we do thank you for the opportunity to be here. God, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege that it is to stand and preach the Word of God one more time. Lord, I'm very undeserving to stand where I stand week in and week out, but God, I do thank you for calling me, Lord. I thank you, God, for speaking to my heart and starting this church. Lord, I thank you for each and every person that is here today. God, I pray that, Lord, more than anything, Lord, that your spirit, Lord, would strive with us. And God, that there be liberty, Lord, to preach the word of God. Lord, please this morning, help us, for we cannot help ourselves. And God, convict us, Lord, in the areas, God, that we need convicted. Lord, do a work that only you can do. And for what you do in us, through us, and for us, we'll thank you and praise you. We ask together now in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. You may be seated here this morning. Are you really committed? Uh, may I say there's been message after message this morning uh, that's been preached from this uh, passage of Scripture. And one thing that I've always noticed is that men will, seems like they'll listen for a moment uh, and then in familiar Scripture seems as almost as if they have heard it so many times that they fail to hold on to the words uh, of God. But may I say this morning, no matter how many times you've heard the verse, no matter how well you've memorized the verse, and no matter who you think the verse ought to be meant for this morning, uh, I know this, that God in His Word has given us a commandment, and it's to all men uh, for all flesh. Can I say, the Bible said that thou shalt love the Lord thy God uh, with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. 
mind. It's is the first and the great commandment that's given by Christ to the Christian. It's to love God with all of who you are. May I say this morning, while it may seem clear enough for even a child to comprehend it, can I say that many times I've seen it and you have seen it. I've been guilty of it and you've been guilty of it. As simple as the command may be. And it makes seem you and I are failures to love God oftentimes with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. Can I say serving Christ requires you and I to put strong emphasis on our commitment to Him. Can I tell you why folks get unfaithful to church? Because their attendance to church ain't about Jesus. If it was about Jesus, they'd be at church. Are you listening? Can I tell you why folks get uncommitted to things like Sunday school? Why do people not commit themselves and remain faithful to things like Sunday school? Well, because the emphasis has been shifted off of Jesus onto something else. You say, I don't know about that. Well, think about this. If you come to Sunday school for Jesus, why in the world would you ever want to quit? May I say he gave his own life on the cross of Calvary. He bore the sin of the whole world. He took your punishment and your payment. May I say you'd sing in the choir if you're doing it for Jesus. You'd come to revival if you're doing it for Jesus. My friend, what we're lacking in this generation is true commitment. May I say you can say to your blue in the face, I'm a committed Christian. But honey, listen, actions speak louder than words. I'm looking at people and not looking at people. You soon never was a question whether they would be committed. Never was a question whether they'd be on their pew on time, in their place. But now, my friend, it seems as if this area of commitment has slipped from our reach. May I say this, this area of commitment don't start here. It starts at home. Can I, you want to know a Christian that's not doing exactly right and maybe that's not close to God. One that's not reading the Bible or praying or walking with God like they should be. I can show you them because it all starts in private. May I say everything that comes to pass on the public scale, if you will, and the openness in the Christian life began in secret. You go, you go from sin to sanctification. Have you ever seen people fall and you say, my God, I can't believe that that happened because that's all we see is what took place on the surface. Can I say somewhere back down the road in secret that seed was planted of sin and it grows until it blows and then all of a sudden we're all looking at what's on the surface, what meets the eye, but it does not start up here, friend. Can I say every every plant and every person that produces fruit, it don't just wake up one day and blossom fruit. But there was a seed planted somewhere. And listen to me this morning. If you're lacking commitment to Christ, you've got to figure out where the seed was sown. Where did this begin? Where did this start? Where have I lost focus? Why have I lost fervency? Why have I lost the burden? Why do I not do 
like I used to do. There's a seed somewhere along the line that's been sown and it's created distance between you and God. You're not loving God with all your heart. You're not loving God with all your soul and you're not loving God with all your mind when you're not faithful to the things of God. Hey, my friend, I hope you come to hear from God and the Word of God say, Preacher, I don't like these services. You ought to love them because this is what will keep you close. This is what will renew you, restore you. This is what will God will send your way to draw you back where you once were. Amen. And there are some people that's never been there. Be a good day to start loving God with all your heart. All your soul. By the way, this ain't a question. God ain't asking you, will you love me? He's telling you, love me. May I say, if we were to cross over today, look God in His face, and our faith would become sight, we would beg Him, I believe, to go back and redo every moment of our Christian life. When we see Him for who He is, and all this glory and excellency and all this wonder and majesty and praise and honor and glory and purity. And we realize where we ought to have been. My friend, can I remind you somebody ought to help me preach today. Can I remind you we ought to have been on the backside of hell. At somewhere there ain't nothing but no down, low, no good, low down, no good for nothing sinners. Uh, only thing we've ever been good at sinning. Only thing we've ever been Messing stuff up. Uh, only thing we've ever been good at uh, is doing wrong in the sight of God. Uh, but thank God for a day uh, where the Lord came by and He shifted us uh, and He saved us uh, and He sealed us uh, and He secured us. Uh, and my friend sanctified us, uh, separated us. Uh, uh, the, the least we can do is serve Him with all our heart, soul. And mine. May I say serving Christ requires one thing. You're going to have to be committed. Yeah. We're committed to our jobs. Yes, I need somebody to help me preach today. Right. We're committed to our love and our hobbies. We're committed to our lives. We're committed to our shows. We're committed to our schedules. We're committed to our families. We're committed to our employers. We're committed to all these things. But my friend, seems like probably nobody in this layout CNA days in this age wants to be committed. By the way, it's just a choice. What's it take, preacher? I really do want to be faithful. What's it take? You've got to decide. Come hell or highway. Water, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be at the house of God. I'm going to memorize my memory. By the way, I'm pastoring today, friend. Can I say, my friend, it ought not be, did ought not bring contentment to you to only be here for one or two of the things that we're doing each and every week. I want to remind you, Sunday school starts at 10 o'clock. Church starts at 11 and 6 on Sunday. And then, guess what? We've got a Wednesday night too. And you need to be here. No matter how, how good you think you're doing, you need to be at church. The old timers 
used to preach it like this three to five. Uh, may I say the more you miss, the easier it is. Uh, and, and, and before long, uh, ain't nobody seen you uh, in a month or two. My friend, uh, you ought to want more in this day and hour and not less. Uh, he said, forsaking not the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, uh, uh, but so much the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, I'm looking at people. I'm glad you're here. Uh, but my friend, uh, even in this in this crowd, uh, among this company, uh, I can see and you know uh, uh, that there is some slipping uh, in the area of commitment. Uh, uh, my friend, I want to say uh, uh, that God gives us a command to love Him with all our heart, soul, and mind. Uh, uh, can I say if the bride of Christ uh, is ever going to fulfill this great commandment, it must first comprehend it. Uh, you can't fulfill it if you don't understand it's here that we find Jesus himself is commanding every born again believer to love him but not just love him he breaks down how we ought to love him Amen. guess where it starts with all your what good question does Jesus still have your heart huh does G well, does he still have your heart? Y'all remember when you first got saved? You'd come to church when nobody else here does have something to do. Y'all sing songs and preach and pray and shout and cry and slobber. You used to tell everybody you ran into at work and at the funeral homes and the neighborhood and the park and ball games and uh, my friend, what in the world has happened? I'm going to tell you what's happened. Uh, we've got content and we've lost our commitment. Uh, uh, you've got content with singing. Uh, I know my name is there. It really don't matter to you uh, anymore. I can't watch it. Who else uh, has their name there? You've got content with being on the church Role and got uh, content with being a member and forgot the responsibility. You're not just a member, my friend, you're a child of God. You're a soldier in His army. Uh, he's left us uh, to be ambassadors uh, and to tell the world and reach the world and win the world and live like a Christian among the world. My friend, I'm here to tell you this morning until you get a heart full of commitment for Jesus. You're missing out on the Christian life. There's more to this thing than showing up to church, hearing a message and going home. You can have real joy and real peace and a real relationship with God if you commit your way unto the Lord. He said, love the Lord with all thy heart. Soul and mind. He asked you, does God have all of you? Does God reign in these three areas of your life? Heart, soul, and mind. While many across our land would say, yes, God has my heart, soul, and mind. Their lives say no. Are you listening to me? Come on, somebody. Y'all want a real church? You want to have a place for your children to grow up and become adults and get married and God to save them, their babies, your grandchildren? Y'all want a place in this day and hour? Where you still feel the presence and the 
fire of God and people can come in and get saved like that sister Kim did last y'all y'all want that I'm going to tell you the only way we're going to have the glory of God and the power of God is to have a heart a soul and a mind that's longing for God he said it's those who hunger and thirst after righteousness that shall be filled there's a whole bunch of churches sitting empty maybe not in number but in power and spirituality this morning because they lost their hunger and their thirst somewhere way yonder down the road but I refuse in these days to go to church like that I refuse to serve God like that I refuse to raise my family like that I refuse to preach like that I refuse to sing like that I refuse to be a Christian that has no commitment I want to love him with everything I got he loved us with everything he had. Amen. He gave his only son on a cross just so you and I could go to heaven when we die. What a lovely Savior. Do you love him like you say you love him? As I reflect on this scripture, there's one major ingredient that comes to mind. How can we live a life that pleases God with all of our heart, soul, and mind? That that ingredient is very simple. You've got to be committed to it. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. It doesn't shame Christian folks that are saying on their way to heaven are more committed to their shows throughout the week than they are spending time with God. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. They're more committed to their hobbies than they are to the God of heaven. More committed to family and friends than they are to Father. More committed to places and priorities than they are to one that pardoned. I'm trying to tell you this morning that God requires all of you. He don't just want halfway Christians. He don't want lukewarm Christians. He wants you to love Him with everything you want and serve Him with everything you It's about time that somebody rises up looks their self in the mirror and says, I'm not going to serve like this no more. I'm going to be at church when the doors are open. I'm going to be a witness in the life in this lost and dying world. I'm going to love him with every part of who I am. He requires it. The Lord Jesus, he breaks down our makeup into three parts. He gives us three areas that dictate our every action motive in result, God possesses and he must possess all three places and parts of who we are for you and I to successfully love him. It is commitment today. We'll say the form of Christianity is not biblically structured. I wonder even here today how many half-hearted Christians we have. Well, I didn't expect a big loud amen, but I wonder how many half-hearted Christians we got. My guess is quite a few. Are you listening? In this little crowd, mark her down. There's a whole big lot, even here, that are half-hearted. 
statistically, and I don't know how, you know, I don't get into statistics much, but I, I, I've read this and heard many preachers say it. They say if you have 100 people, 25% of those people are the only ones contributing to the church. They're the only ones going to be faithful and give and serve and be a part of the ministries and help. And he said, but then out of that 25%, there's only 10% that are really, really serving Jesus with all they got. That's out of church of 100, statistically. Can I say this morning, it don't, we don't have to be a statistic. We don't have to fall into that category of, well, we've got 25, but only two are carrying the weight. My God, I mean, it's time for everybody to do something. Like, can I say, you ought to be glad to have a church to come to and serve. You ought to be glad to have a place where your children can sing the choir. You ought to be glad that we're still in the early ages, the early days, uh, that it's just, it should just get better from here. But that's left up to you and to me. Like, can I say, God's just not going to open the windows of heaven and bless people who are are not asking to be blessed, who are not striving to serve him, who are not living to please him, who are not being faithful to what, hey, if we can't be faithful to the few that God's given us uh, and the few things that God has placed in this church, uh, don't expect God to multiply. He's probably waiting for a few of you to get on board. You want more people? You won't have to get the people you've got to be real Christians. Let me ask you something. How, how prepared do you think our church is for 20 first time visitors to show up next month? Well, it's quiet today, Deacon. You reckon we're prepared for 20 first time visitors to show up next month? Let me ask you something. When they roll into Sunday school at 10 o'clock, and they're the only ones here because all the church members ain't got out of bed yet. How's that going to look? You think our visitors are going to come back? The church is here to help them. But they're the only ones coming. What about, and I understand we've got a little crowd this morning. There's many of them that can't help it. I'm not, I ain't even deal with all that. But, but what about, and you know as well as I know, there's plenty of times over the last five to six weeks that you and lots of others should have been here and didn't come. You reckon we're prepared for 20 first time visitors to come in next month? Lost, didn't say. But there ain't no choir to sing to them because y'all didn't come. Are you listening? No piano player to play? Let me ask you something. What if I treated this place like something y'all do? Would I be an acceptable preacher? What if I just decided, well, you know what? I think I'm just going to roll in about 11.15. But you were here in your place, and I wasn't mine. Would you overlook that? Once or twice, maybe. Repetitively? No. You know what you'd say? We're going to have to get us a real preacher. You know what I'm here to say? I need some real church members. Amen. Now this is hard, brother, brother Eric. I ain't a bit mad. My heart's longing for our church to do what we're supposed to do. 
Because we've been, we've done it before. It ain't like I'm just introducing this. For months, you all know it as well as I do. Sunday school, there was as many people sitting in Sunday school as there was 11 o'clock church. For weeks and months, there wasn't nobody that was just a Sunday morning Christian. But now something, what in the world has took place for whatever reason? Folks have lost their commitment. Let me ask you something. What has God done to you for you to stop being faithful to Him? I've probably done something. You shouldn't be here for me. No, that's right. <laughs> I know I probably bothered you or let you down, kicked you off, but you don't come here for me. Yeah. Or your neighbor across the church or the one sat behind you might have upset you. Maybe, maybe life just got hard on you. You know something I've seen it my whole life as a child to now? When things get tough, the first thing people drop is church. That ought to be the first thing that we run to is the house of God. I mean, who would just get out and give me a big loud amen that God has done more for me at the house of God than any other place? You you need help. Don't stay at home and water in your sorrows or water in your sin or water around in your ought with somebody. My God, come to church and let Him lift that burden from your life. People find reason not to come to church. I find reason to come to church. Oh, it's going to be a full moon next Saturday. (laughs) Let's go to church. Are you listening? Hey, man, you still like couldn't preach like this without getting ticked off and wanting to cuss everybody out. That's the truth. I'm not mad, really, am I? But I refuse to sit back and see problems in the church now, Chris. I ain't going to do that. If I did that, you wouldn't have no pastor. That's right, yes, sir. all these churches that go down here, go down here, go down here, go down here, and then boom, and they're dying, and the bottom falls out. Because the preacher seen the problem, he was burdened over it for years, but never would deal with it. You know what I found out, Brother Deacon, it's just a good day, but I found out sometimes all I need to do to see people do right is tell them. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that a blessing? Sometimes the only thing I've got to do to make people who used to be faithful that are not faithful to get back faithful is tell them, quit being unfaithful and start being faithful. And they get right back in line. That's what she do. They get over here, and the pastor and the shepherd goes over and says, hey, she's going through the field, bubble up and down, bop him on the head, and he gets right back in line. He says, I'm still getting hurt. Like, I'll stay over here for a minute. And somewhere down the line, he'll get goofy again. He's bad, bad. He's going over to the thorn thicket. And you're in a big green pasture, and he'll be over there pooping and peeing on the, on the fence, and they're eating it. And the shepherd will go over and say, you get back in the fold for a little while. Yeah. I tell you, some of y'all need bopped on the head. Yeah. I mean, you do wake up, friend. We're living in the last days of some of y'all's. Yeah. Then a preacher will get up and say something like, Jesus is fixing the kind and you'll shout, Glory! And for six months, you'll be going. You ought not be shouting glory. You ain't ready. I know you're saved, but you ain't ready to be caught. Huh? 
the way, what's going to happen? You see, he's going. But then Christ, the last person we were to the man would be caught. C A U G H C. Caught up. I understand what it's meaning, but that word caught still there for practical application. I mean, so God came back today. How did he catch you? Where's your heart? Your soul? Your mind? Where's your love for God today? Oh, I love you, preach with all my heart. Not much safe to do. I like preach with all my soul, all my mind. Somebody was telling me this morning, Sister Ashley has been such an encouragement to them. Yeah. Pulled in the parking lot, raring and ramped up for Sunday school this morning. Yeah. Gospel music. Crank up, singing to the top of her lungs. Yeah. Something y'all used to do like that. Yeah. What happened? It's fresh to her. It's got old to you. Yeah, you're right. If you're not careful, they'll come today and start getting old to you. You've got to. Yeah. You know the best way to keep fire going? You've got to poke it. Yeah. Something else, put your poker down a long time ago. You've got to stoke that fire, man. When them coals start to smother and smoke and the fire begins to dwindle, that's my job to come through and kick your fire and say, hey, it's time to wake up, friend. God's not stopped being God. The cross still redeems. The blood still saves. There's still a place called heaven. And a place where there's no more sin. There's a mansion still on the hilltop. There's a devil that's still going to be bound and cast into the lake of fire. There's still forgiveness of sin. There's still a direct prayer line between us and God. My God, somebody get excited about being a Christian. Amen. Why in the world people want to go to church and act dead? If I was as depressed as most church people are, I'd just stay at home. I mean, if it's such a pain for you to come, I sit and listen to God's preaching and the Word of God and the songs of Zion. I mean, dear God, don't bother. Just stay at home be miserable. Are you listening? It's the way I look at some people thinking, why? They're mad the whole time they're here. Probably some of them just need to get saved. Born again. Amen. Are you really committed? I want to give you a few things. Number one, if you're really committed, Starts here. You must commit your spirit or your soul. The Bible says in Psalms 31 5, in the divine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. May I say, redeeming your spirit will build a foundation. Having a committed spirit will produce a concrete structure. How can I say the psalmist said, Into thy hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord. You want to know a quick way to find out if somebody's lost their commitment to God? What kind of spirit do they have? A grouchy, hateful, mean, arrogant, edgy, aggravated, just pushed, distant spirit. They've lost commitment. Are you listening to me? Lost commitment. I was talking about Ashley again the other day. She said, my Lord, she came out of the shelf. She can walk around hugging people and shaking hands and 
doing things. And that's what happens when God gets on you. You start doing differently than you used to do. You start loving people you used to didn't like. Start hugging people you didn't want to hug. Start shaking hands people get on your nerves. Because you love them. There's something in you, you can't help it. You're bubbling over. You want to love people. Because you've got the right spirit. And if you'll commit your spirit to God, be committed with the inner man, it will affect everything that takes place on the outward man. Commit your spirit. Number two, are you really committed? Number two, commit your steps. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a testimony of Enoch? Are you really walking with God? Hello? Are you really walking with Him? Well, I asked you something this morning. Does God order your steps? Or are you doing things on your own? The Bible said in Psalms 37 5, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. The Bible says this, that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's not just steps on Sunday. That's steps on Monday. That's steps on Tuesday. That's steps on Wednesday. That's steps Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Every day, God ought to meet enough that you say, All right, Lord, I'm committing my steps. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What, who do you want me to talk to? What do you want me to say today? Oh, I'm committed. When's the last time God led you to talk to somebody? Used to, you used to talk to people all the time. Everybody you seen at a gas station, you had to give them a gospel track. Where'd that come from? I'll tell you where God was ordering the steps. You were committed in all points. When he said go, it wasn't a question. You just went because you were committed. But now all of a sudden, you don't hardly hear that no more. You don't hardly even hear him say go. Why? Because he doesn't know you done decide to take your own way. You're not committed, and if he did tell you to go, you wouldn't. Are you listening? I know this is hard. I know people don't like preaching like this, but this Bible, not all of it, you're supposed to like. Amen. Some of it's just supposed to help you. Let me tell you something. Elijah's got to take medicine. He had a little ear infection. We took him to the doctor. He, he don't like that stuff. He refused. That's gross. I don't want that. You know what I have to do? I have to pull out five MLs and say, son, and I've got to hold your nose, squirt your mouth, and close it back like I would a coon dog. You taking this mess. He don't like it. It's nasty and bitter. His words, it tastes like poop. But it's good for him. Everybody understand? I know sometimes this Bible leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yet. Yeah, you didn't like that sermon this morning. Somebody going to go home today and say, huh, should stay home. Not if you want help. Are you listening? By the way, I just want to remind you, I didn't write the book. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it amazes me how many people get mad at the preachers for preaching what the book says. I didn't write the thing God did. I'm just telling you what he already said. Commit your spirit, commit your steps. Steps of good man are ordered by the Lord. If you're going to love him, you've got to love him with all your heart, your soul, your mind. Then you've got to commit your service. That's your mind. Steps are the heart. 
sex or the heart. The spirit is the soul. The sex or the heart and the service is your mind. The Bible said in Proverbs 16, 3, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. You want to know the worst thing you can allow the devil to get a hold of? Once he gets this, you're in trouble. Once he gets a hold of your mind, you go from logical thinking to stinking thinking. You start doing things and saying things, reacting ways, because you've got your mind. Love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and your what? You know that's three different ways to love, don't you? You love with all your heart, soul, the inward man, and your mind. You know the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. I think that's how to do that. That you love your neighbor. That you love people that don't deserve love. You forgive people that don't deserve forgiveness. You you offer forgiveness to those who don't even ask or want it. That's the mind of Christ. You've got to love with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And if you don't, you will quickly fade and fizzle out to the glory of God. I want to end with this this morning. Are you really committed? Brother Eric, I found out six years of doing this. And there's a whole lot of people who want to be committed, but they're not willing to pay the price. I mean, they really would like to be here every time. They really would like to contribute and serve. They really would like to be a better preacher or a better singer or a better soul winner. I mean, they've got the desire, but they're not willing to pay the price. What is the price? They've got to give God everything about them. They've got to give them their heart, their soul, and their mind. Can I ask you this morning, are you willing to commit yourself to Jesus? Are you willing to stand up and say, no more? I'm not going to be complacent and content. I want to be committed. Let's all stand. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house. Thank you, dear God, for the Word. God that dwells in us richly. Lord, you told us to love you with all of our heart all of our soul and all of our mind. And God, I pray this morning that the folks who are here will decide, okay, if nobody else commits themselves to Him, I'm going to. I'm not going to miss. I'm going to be faithful. I'm not going to skip reading my Bible. I'm going to read it. I'm not going to skip prayer time. I'm going to pray. I'm just going to commit my steps, my soul, and my service to God. My heart soul and my mind. God, we need somebody to be committed in these last days. 
Please, God, let the Stillwater Baptist Church be committed to Christians. Work in their hearts. Help them not refuse the message, but receive it. Repent. Start over. Serve you for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. He said, Cain, won't you come this morning? Won't you come? God's been so good to us. The least we can do is give him us, give him our all. Does God have all of you? If he don't, he wants to. He wants to. If he don't, he can. All you got to do is give it to him. Here I am, Lord, take me. I'm not much, but here I am. Commit your ways. Your works. Your will. Oh, I can preach many different things on this area of commitment. boils down to everything you do as a Christian it's going to come down to are you committed you're giving and be committed you're going going to all the world are you committed well Mike Norman would say somebody's got to be a Christian might as well be you. Brother Shepard, I'm going to tell you what scares me. It's not people getting complacent. It's when people get complacent and they never want to change. That's what scares me. Complacency is going to count. All of us. Even the preacher get complacent, get dry at times. You can't say anything. All right, Lord, this ain't bigger than me bigger than who's coming and who's not coming, I can preach for him. If I preach for this place, when it was full, I'd preach good. When it was empty, I'd preach bad. But I don't need to preach bad when there's not people, a lot of people here. I need to give you my best and give God my best. It had to become about Jesus. In order for me to do my job, and it's going to have to be about Jesus for you to do yours. You're going to have to come to church for him. You have to be faithful to Him because of Him. Everything you do, 